We've dubbed this episode and the trope goes to... Welcome back to Trope Time. Um, this episode, we're going to be featuring the Oscars. And we've dubbed this episode, and the trope goes to... So we're going to talk about some of the uh, controversies that led up to the Oscars. And, um, and then we're going to go over the winners. And then we're going to let her rip about that... Uh, that best picture. Yeah. Oh so, as always, um, I'm Nikki. And I'm Izzy. All right. And we have our usual spiel, so go for it, Izzy. Okay. So, Trope Time is supported by our fans via the NerdOn Patreon account. You just help support our podcast and other services on NerdOn. You also gain access to Trope Time's awesome Discord chat. We're pretty awesome. And there you can go ahead and talk with Nikki and with me and our fellow tropies. I've decided that's what we're going to call ourselves um, about tropes and past episodes and maybe ideas for future episodes. We really appreciate your continued support. And to find more info about our Patreon account, you can go ahead and look at the details for this episode. Nikki and I are also writers on the main NerdOn website, so make sure to check our awesome articles, as well as everybody else's cool content on nerdon.tv. So lastly, we want to give a shout out to our friends on Nerd On the Podcast. Since you're listening to us, chances are you really like pop culture and all things fandom. So they're a really cool place to check out as well. And without further ado, let's Oscar the hell out of this podcast. Yeah, so let's, let's first go over why the Oscars didn't have a host. Oh, geez. Right? So, um, can we just talk about, like, did it really miss having a host? No, actually, I kind of liked it without everything moved at a nice, crisp pace. I mean, if it were Billy Crystal, I still, I probably would have loved it because I always love it when Billy Crystal hosts the Oscars. I loved it when Robin Williams hosted the Oscars, but I liked Hugh Grant. No. Hugh Grant was good. Was Hugh it Hugh Grant? Grant? No. No. I'm like so tired, guys. It was um Wolverine. Well, Wolverine, Wolverine did it. Yes. Why can't I think of his name? Hugh Jackman. No? Yeah. I Oh my god, this could be atrocious. Oh my god. This does not bode well for you, our trope you timing. You know who we're talking about. That guy. The guy. <laughs> Wolverine, wheels have already Jean come on. Valjean, Valjean, Jean Valjean, Valjean, Jackman. Wolverine. I said Hugh Jackman. I thought you said he, I, I thought did. You said I did. It was horrible. Something the wheels have already else, fallen Hugh. off. You said Hugh Grant. I you did. Said I said Grant. floppy hair. I said the floppy haired Hugh. Yeah. Oh gee. Well, it was there was a Hugh in the name. Yeah. So we're gonna oh, just ignore was, that. Anywho. Hart was announced, <laughs> um, was announced to be the host of the Oscars and just 48 hours afterwards uh, stepped down. Uh, because? He had some 
previous anti-gay tweets. A bunch of them. Yeah, and he made some comments during stand-up routines about 10 years ago. Yeah. I guess deleted immediately throughout the day, but it was was already too late. I guess he made a video on Instagram. Probably. I think it was an Insta story. Yeah. yeah, my team calls me. Oh my God, Kevin! Everyone's upset by tweets you did years ago. He said, um, "Guys, I'm nearly forty years old. If you don't believe that people change, grow, evolve as they get older, I don't know what to tell you. If you want to hold people in a position where they always have to justify the past, do you? I'm the wrong guy, man." So it's kind of like a non-apology. Right. And then he went and, on a bunch of talk shows and was just like, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. And then you're like, why are you on all these talk shows? He also said in the video, I chose to pass on the apology. The reason why I passed is because I've addressed this several times. This is not the first time this has come up. I've addressed it. I've spoken on it. I've said where the rights and wrongs were. I've said who I am now versus who I was then. I've done it. I'm not going to continue to go back and tap into the days of old when I've moved on and I'm in a completely different place in life. And that I kind of get. That's Mm -hmm. the horribleness of all things internet, no? Because it lives forever. It does. And it kind of brings up another cancel culture. I, I... I'm for it, but at the same time, I also understand there is a capacity for people to change. Um, I mean, I think all of us have done stupid shit in the past, and we've learned and grown. I mean, I remember I was reading some of my old college papers, and I was like, ew. Yeah. Because when you know better, you do better. Exactly. So I understand where he's coming from, but at the same time, he did not handle the situation well at all. I mean, um, I don't he know. Came off as come off a little bit, kind of like, well, deal with it. That's how I was in the past. And yeah, it feels a little. At least maybe it was just like the tone with which I heard a couple of the interviews that he did, mm-hmm. where it was very like. It made me feel like when older people, like when baby boomers are like, well, I've always been this way. Mm-hmm. That, not that it's the same thing. It was just that offhandedness that mm-hmm. accompanies a comment like that, where you're just like, well, that doesn't make it okay. And I felt it was a little bit weird that he went on Ellen and was just like, neither of them really wanted to address the issue where it could have just been cleared up and been like, hey, so... Am I your only gay friend? You know what I mean? Like, is it this? And this will go back over into, I think, our green book talk in a second. It's like, well, just because you are now not that same person, what are you doing to kind of go out into the world and make it a safer place for other people who you previously held beliefs that were not that kind of, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I think just saying um, I've changed is not enough to promote a more equal world. Yeah. He uh he also stated later after he stepped down, um, he said, 
I have made the choice to step down from hosting this year's Oscars. This is because I do not want to be a distraction on a night that should be celebrated by so many amazing, talented artists. I sincerely apologize to the LGBTQ community for my insensitive words from my past. I'm sorry I hurt people. I am evolving and want to continue to do so. My goal is to bring people together, not tear us apart. Much love and appreciation to the Academy. I hope we can meet again. Why didn't he just say that before? Like, why did he... I think it's, it was probably just because he was... I don't know. You know, it's like sometimes something comes up and you just... your Your initial processing of that kind of rebuttal is just, well, well, screw you. It's not a mature stance, but it's one I think all of us have at least experienced once in our lives. And then like once you have a little bit more calming down and it's not so raw, you're like, yeah, no, I could have handled that slightly differently. That's yeah, what that kind of feels like. Yeah. At the same time, like he is a professional and he probably shouldn't have shot off. <laughs> immediately um and it took 48 hours to kind of it, it was already too late so there's a lot of mixed feelings with this um i think if this had happened like four years ago it would not even have been a thing agreed so i'm glad that people are actually paying attention though that's that's definitely a plus mm-hmm. um but did the oscars need a host did anyone miss a host no not really. I thought it was fine without a host. I thought it was um, fine too. Yeah. The other controversy was there was supposed to be a most popular movie category, which everybody yeah. called BS on. It seems kind of weird. I feel like it wasn't, it was more like who can, who has the biggest marketing budget? Right. That, that's basically what it was. And it also um, feels like it automatically, I mean, to be fair, the films that tend to win best movie tend to be downers, you know, yeah. like they're not necessarily a movie that you go to escape to in that same way that you like, you know, quote unquote blockbusters do. But that doesn't mean that that's the only way that you can have a blockbuster. I think you could have, and in my opinion was shown with, with black Panther this year where you can have a very popular movie that is fantastical, but deals in such reality of societal kind of criticism and critique that it was both extremely popular i mean billion dollars um but then also a fucking good movie yeah i just there were a few concerns i feel like um because like i said it feels more like a money pit game and and instead of judging on the content Mm -hmm. which is i feel like that's the whole point of the oscars um we're judging on how much money films made and so there are some smaller films that are amazing that are also kind of popular but i feel like if they didn't have the money to throw they wouldn't even be nominated so it, it just felt it didn't feel like in the spirit of the award show if that makes sense it does i mean inherently oh, the award show is a lot of self-promotion and, and marketing um mm-hmm. 
to get the votes within the um, the members of the academy, which yeah. I mean, that's something we'll touch about a little bit more deeply in a sec. But I was very excited to start seeing a shift, albeit not as big of a one, um, towards more inclusivity of. Mm-hmm. genre of topics of focus and representation mm-hmm. um so let's let's go ahead and dive in because i think there's a couple of things that we could just kind of deep dive yeah. and and cover did you want to just feel, go down the list of well there was something i wanted to add on to this i feel okay, like it leads it. into the uh, leading into the um spirit of the oscars and money-wise, um, they wanted to initially take like the small film categories and have them awarded during break. But I feel like there are a lot of amazing documentaries mm-hmm. and short films that no one would even hear about unless they had gotten exposure via the Oscars. Yeah. So I'm very happy that they decided to not present those because I wouldn't have heard of any of those cool movies without if they had done that over break. So I'm very grateful for that. But that that was my my last point about what the Oscars because the whole point of the Oscars making these um, that decision was that people complained about time. And they managed to cut down 40 minutes this year, but I feel like it's because they didn't have a host. So maybe they should just not have a host. <laughs> I did. I do agree with you that I think a, a good chunk of that, maybe 80% mm-hmm. of that time that was cut, was just like banter. That's yeah. usually unnecessary because mm-hmm. you're already having the, the presenters come out and banter anyway. Yeah. So you don't really need banter to preempt the banter. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I do feel that another thing it was a little bit nicer. I, I only remember them cutting one person off mm-hmm. uh, in an acceptance speech. And that's when like there were four different producers that were talking yeah. and three of them talked and then they cut off the last guy, mm-hmm. which is kind of a jerk move. But like you had those three people before already talking as well. So yeah, for the most part, I thought it was a little less jerky. I've seen a couple of years where... Mm-hmm. They have three sentences in, and then all of a sudden it's like, and the music plays. Yeah. So I did enjoy that a little bit more this year. Mm -hmm. But yeah, let's deep dive. So um, start with, let's see, sound mixing. Bohemian Rhapsody won. Now, I went and saw Bohemian Rhapsody Mm -hmm. with my mother at the Dolby Cinema Theater, Uh which is like amazing sound Mm -hmm. i also saw black panther so i can compare both Mm -hmm. in the same cinema so basically it's like insane surround soundingness Mm -hmm. and then you also have like speakers in your seat itself Mm -hmm. bohemian rhapsody when they're at live aid Mm -hmm. sounds like you're at that fucking concert it is insanely amazing so I did understand the editing for that one. Mm-hmm. Now mixing, I still am like, eh, I would have gone with like Black Panther. Um, a Quiet Place was also amazing. I think that okay. was a really hard category this year. Like I am so stoked that a horror movie 
got recognized. Mm-hmm. It, it's not for mixing. That was, was for, for sound edit. editing. But like, I want to get further into that in editing. The the nominees for mixing were Black Panther, First Man, which I had never heard of First Man. I, d- it's the Ryan Gosling. And he, he's Neil. Oh. I just, so that space. was totally... It's basically a bunch of space noise. I... Like, don't remember that movie ever coming out. Um, Roma, which I adore Roma, and A Star is Born. I assumed it would go to either Bohemian Rhapsody, Black Panther, or A Star is Born because they seem very soundy. Yes. If that makes sense. So, I mean, I have not seen Bohemian Rhapsody. I want to, but I have mixed emotions because I've heard a lot of different viewpoints. You don't go for the story. You go for the fucking Queen musical experience. Okay. You definitely go for the story. It's very problematic in my opinion. And we could definitely do a whole thing about that, I think, in the future. But, like, the list to, like, be on the stage of Live Aid, standing, in essence, next to Freddie Mercury Mm -hmm. while they're doing their set is insanely powerful. It's so good. It's so good. Again, the plot and the story are very problematic. But so for documentary feature, free solo one. Ooh. Which I heard a lot of people were thinking that mind the gap, minding the gap would win. I saw a really cool uh, the Hollywood Reporter mm-hmm. panel about the documentary peeps. Mm-hmm. Um, the only one that was represented in that panel is not here is, um, won't you be my neighbor? I know. And I really kind of, I have a soft spot for Mr. Rogers and like, that was an amazing and beautiful documentary. And maybe I'm just biased because like we're the generation that grew up with Mr. Rogers and he's given us so much. He's the antithesis to everything that's going on in our world right now. Yeah. But I mean, like the, the, the documentaries feature, it seemed pretty awesome. I will, I know minding the gap is on Hulu and I want to watch it. I RBG. I mean, she's not perfect. Um, but I mean, Freaking RBG, man. Fucking badass. Yeah. And Free Solo by National Ge- like National Geographic funded it. And it's about a guy who like climbs without climbs. a freaking cord. El Capitan in Yosemite, which had never even been discussed as a possibility. Like it wasn't like, oh, maybe one day someone will do this. Everyone thought that that shit was just not possible to free climb. Crazy. Freaking yeah. crazy. Yeah. So, um, moving so, yeah. on. Yeah. Like, I was all right. And I'm very excited that, like, we're getting more documentaries. I think mm-hmm. that part of of the climate right now is that maybe we're going back towards actual examples of just, like, life being lived mm-hmm. to its freaking fullest. Does that make sense? Because like yeah. you see our um and aside from the fact that she's ridiculously hardy, I mean mm-hmm. the woman has survived three different types of cancer for goodness sakes. Yeah. Colon, pancreatic, which most people die from. My dad died lung. from. 
I mean, it's it's hardcore stuff. It's not just like, oh, whatever, you know, like, I mean, cancer is cancer. It's never like, oh, whatever. I had the light version of cancer. But I mean, lots of those particular uh, first two are very, very slim across the board. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just really resilient. Mm -hmm. And I I think really good kind of strategy type of thing. But so I I enjoyed watching that. Of course, I bawled my eyes out at the song at the end. (laughs) Let's just be real. Jennifer Hudson can sing the hell and emote the hell out of any fucking song. All yeah. Right. So let's move so, on. It's late and we don't want to yeah. go all of our time on our second category. Yeah. Makeup uh, and hairstyling vice. I'm sorry, but Christian Bale did not look like Christian Bale. No, he did not. He, he looked creepy. He looked. That, that was an amazing transformation. For real. I mean, Mary, Queen of Scots was pretty freaking awesome because just the period pieces. Well, period um, pieces always seem to have an advantage in these types of categories, as well as like um, yeah. uh, costuming. Yeah, no, for sure. But I think we can all agree that was amazing. Um, let's go on costume design, Black Panther. Oh, yes. I mean, ah, oh, I was so stoked for this because, again, period pieces usually get it, but Black Panther, like. They had to, in essence, make up a whole culture and draw from several different cultures from around Africa. And then not only that, they had to dress everybody else that, you know, in the Mm -hmm. modern, like in the cities. And there was just a wide range of costumes in that. And everything was done beautifully. Oh, spectacular. The 3D printed thing that Angela Bassett's wearing. mm -hmm. Yes, Yes. Oh. Um, the others that were nominated were The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which I did not I, see. I did not see either. The favorite. Oh, Mary I saw Poppins. that. That was intense. Yeah. The Mary Poppins Returns and oh. Mary Queen of Scots. And again, a lot of them period pieces. Um, but Black Panther, man, I'm so oh, happy. Yes. And can we talk about like first black woman mm-hmm. to win this category? Yeah. Let's. Like, I'm just so stoked, like, that people are finally getting recognized that wouldn't in years past. So and every single person who was nominated for this mm-hmm. category was a woman. Yeah. Sandy Powell, shout out to this lady who had the favorite and Mary Poppins returns. Yeah. Well, that's pretty freaking awesome. So next documentary short, period, end of sentence. Oh, my God. So... Did you read the article about yeah. that stupid Academy judgy dude who was like, I don't want to do anything about periods, ick. And you're like, yeah, and you, he, bro. And he was like, I don't think men are going to actually vote for this. So the the documentary was actually started in a um, East Hollywood, I think, mm-hmm. or North Hollywood um, school, middle school, where they first, they sent over pad making machines to um, this village in India because they found out that women were dropping out of school because mm-hmm. they didn't have the resources for their period. And there was such a large stigma against that, that they just didn't go to school or work or anything. So they donated these machines and their teacher said, well, do you want to donate more machines? And the school said that the class said, actually, we want to make a documentary so we can get more exposure. And it ended up turning into an Oscar nominated film. And now, you know, 
people from all over the world are asking like how they can help. It's just amazing. And, um, and after that article was posted about the male Academy members Mm -hmm. saying, Oh, no one's gonna, you know, watch this or vote for it. Even though he even admitted, he's like, it was very well done. Um, it's kind of ironic because the whole movie is about the stigma of periods. Right. You're like, you are this guy. Like, you are the reason we have to make this fucking documentary. Exactly. And so it was just like a big fuck you that it won. I was so so freaking happy. Me too. Me too. I think that menstruation um, rights are such an unspoken about and stigmatized thing around the Mm -hmm. world. Because we don't have to go to India to talk about how this is messed up. I mean... I remember not that long ago still having like this thing in my head that like if I have to go to the bathroom, I had to hide that I had a tampon or a pad or whatever and like try to like cover it into like a little bag so that other people didn't know. Everyone else fucking knew, like everyone who was a woman or a girl or a Mm -hmm. menstruating individual knew what was up and like why did it have to be this huge secret? I, you know? because men they can't deal with it. These are because our <laughs> that should be one of our podcasts later. Because men, I I mean, period end of sentence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I think that's good a good end to that one because we could do an entire podcast on that. So best live action short skin, which I um. Just found out about because I hadn't. Again, I, I didn't without the Oscars, yeah, without the Oscars, I wouldn't have heard of any of these. So, Skin is about a young boy, and he got a haircut by his dad, and they go on a trip, and during the trip, um, it's revealed that like all of the group are skinheads, mm-hmm. and the guy's dad brags that you know. His son can shoot a target with an assault rifle and takes a bet and I guess teaches his son how to freaking shoot with an assault rifle and he does it. Um, And later with the money that they won, all of them head to the grocery store where um, this boy and his dad um, see an African-American man purchasing items or holding a toy. And I guess the boy smiles at the guy and he smiles back and they play with with the action figure together for amusement. And just as they're checking out, um, his dad notices the interaction and accuses the black guy of messing with his kid. And, you know, he denies it saying, I was just, I wasn't doing anything. We're just playing. And then the father calls him a racial slur. And it's just a very representative of what's happening yeah. in today's society. So it, it's it's definitely showing racial tensions. And this is what happens in real life. And I feel like it's good that people need to see it. And it's this is today. This isn't like 1950s, 60s. This is still going on today. Yeah. So, anyways, 
That is a movie you should see. I'm going to try and find it. But that is the movie that won. Um, for animated short, Bow won. I, I love everything revolving this short. I Not only that, it's the first female, or, I'm sorry, woman-directed Pixar film, right? Short. Pixar short. And, Pixar short. Yeah. And she won. And I oh, know yeah. a lot of people that, that this movie meant a lot to them. Because yeah. it, it's a, such a great example, I think, mm-hmm. of kind of like Black Panther, where you, it, or Coco, right? Yeah. The theme, when you really strip away everything, is so universal mm-hmm. that the hyper-specific cultural context within which it is presented is not a hindrance to the message it's trying to convey. And yet there were still a lot of people upset because they said they could not relate to it. Of course there were. And I'm sure those are people who were like, I don't see color. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. So next film editing, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Eh, I'm I'm not a technical person. So the other ca- people are uh, the other movies nominated were Black Klansman, The Favorite, Green Book, and Vice. It would have been nice to see Black Klansman win, but I can't yeah. say cuz I'm not I don't know anything about this category. So I I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Same. I'm kind of on the same boat. I mean, um, I really enjoyed the way that the favorite was mm-hmm. uh, presented. So I did enjoy the editing of that, but it, it's kind of just, you know, like you said, I don't have much of a, a background in that to be able to say like, oh, for sure, Bohemian Rhapsody was way better. Yeah. So visual effects. First man. Space. Juan. Space. I mean, space seems so... But it's like real space. It's real space. The other um, nominees were Avengers Infinity War. Um, So good. Christopher Robin. (gasps) Oh my goodness. Can we talk about that for a second? The feels. I I didn't get to see it and I wanted (gasps) to. Oh my God. It's like heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. So if you're going to watch it, like make sure you have time to emotionally recover from that. Oh, no. Is this like Toy Story 3 emotional? It's going to be Toy Story 3 emotional. <sighs> Man, is this but like Velveteen Rabbit? looks amazing. They all look oh. real. <laughs> like, I know that sounds like a stupid sentence, but when you see it, you're going to be like, oh, shit. Like Pokemon Detective Pikachu movie like, real? Yeah, but... With even more heartbreak. Oh, shit. Because Christopher Robin... And I'm not spoiling anything for you, because you see this in the first five fucking minutes of the movie. Mm -hmm. Has, as a child, gets sent away to boarding school. You know, as the Brit does. Mm -hmm. And then he told Pooh he'd come back. Oh. And Pooh was waiting for him, Nikki. And Christopher Robin goes and has traumatic wartime experience, has a wife, has a kid, mm-hmm. and is now working 
in a luggage company because he has baggage. <sighs> and he he's forgotten about Pooh. And Pooh has to go find him because all everybody else has disappeared. Like, I can't talk about it anymore. Oh, God. Oh, God. Heavy shit. shit. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, (laughs) Too much. We're done. So the other other one was Ready Player One, which... I really wanted to like. Can I just say that? I... I didn't like the book, and I, I was I, and then, right about the book. I really liked me some Rush, so I was into that. But, um, but then Ultraman. the movie just made oh, it the movie worse. No. And then the other nominee was Solo, a Star Wars story, um, which yeah. I guess if Space had the one first man should have got it. I don't know. I don't know. Thanos looked pretty fucking amazing. Thanos did look like how amazing. how do you make that giant purple dude emote? It was amazing. All right. Nomination. I don't think it should have won, but it was definitely a good nomination. Yeah. Um, sound editing, Bohemian Rhapsody. Seems like they it picked up a lot of so this is where I want to talk about. The other nominees were Black Panther, rightfully mm-hmm. so, First Man, Roma. And A Quiet Place, oh, which so I am just so thrilled a horror movie got nominated because horror is, like, notoriously just forgotten. And people don't take it seriously. And I think that that is a tragedy because there's some really great horror movies that make you think. Mm-hmm. And, and they're iconic, and they're even referenced in other films and they play such a huge part in pop culture. I think it's a shame that we don't take them seriously. Yeah. And this one in particular, one of the things that I I found the most intriguing, aside from the fact that silence is pretty much a character within Mm -hmm. the the movie. Right. Um, So I'm that kind of person who like deep dive nerds on certain stuff as you've probably noticed through my podcasting <laughs> with you. Um, and so I watch all of these weird like interviews and when they like deep dive dissect their their craft and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was watching one where um, John Krasinski was talking about how he really wanted to make sure that the actress that played his daughter in the movie was at the very least hard of hearing, if not, clinically deaf mm-hmm. because he thought it was going to be really important to have someone who could really understand that experience portray that experience and so that he had been talking to the mom um and was kind of asking like also oh, does like she hear anything and so the mom was trying to tell him that well the best they've been able to gather is that she hears really low kind of rumbling and that would be about it like she could feel a vibration, mm-hmm. like bass, you know, like like everyone can feel the bass when when it, it drops. Yeah. Um, but that it would be like a really low rumble, if anything. And so if you watch the movie, he communicated this to the sound team. And so when you're in her perspective, that is the soundscape that you're in. Mm-hmm. She only hears this like low rumble every so often when like something is moving semi near her or making a ruckus. Yeah. 
Oh, so good. I'm I'm just over the moon. I mean, it didn't win, but I'm just happy that it got nominated. Yeah, for real. Next up, animated feature <gasps> into the Spider-Verse. Book, yes. I mean, I was pretty happy with that. There were two movies I was rooting for, but none of them were Disney. I'm just kind of over Disney just getting Incredible 2 was pretty amazing. Um, I haven't seen Incredible... Okay, for the past, like, four months, I'm just going to say I haven't really watched any movies because I've been in a state of, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. So I did see Spider-Man Into the Universe, though, and that was uh, Spider-Verse, and I adored it. I also saw Mirai, which was equally beautiful, Mm -hmm. but... I think Spider-Verse deserved it more. Yes. Um, And I'm also, while Isle of Dogs is a Wes Anderson film, it's also problematic. So while I'm sure it's adorable and I do want to see it, I also didn't want something problematic winning. Um, I didn't want Disney winning because people get lazy and just vote for Disney. But man, Spider-Man had everything. A beautiful plot, the animation, the color palette, like, and, and it was diverse. It It was was the most comic book movie that has ever comic booked on screen. (laughs) Yes. It was like, I, I almost can't find words about how much I love this movie. First of all, you and I've had this conversation about how I love Miles Morales Mm -hmm. and he is my favorite Spider-Man, hands down. Mm -hmm. Like, iteration of any Spider-Man. And I will fight you if you say that. It's not true. And I was (laughs) so irate when they basically ripped his story and made it Peter Parker as... And I love Tom Holland. Tom Holland is a great uh, Peter Parker Spider-Man. He's the most Spidey Mm -hmm. of the Spideys that we've had within the MCU. Because we've talked about how um, Toby was too fucking old to be Peter. Yeah. And he was really weird as he was. Spidey. It was like clunky. It was weird. Yeah. Um, and though in Into the, the Spider-Verse, when he does the little finger guns, like pew pew, mm-hmm. walking down the street, I thought that was amazing that they referenced <laughs> that. Um, Andrew Garfield was a great... Peter Parker, kind of weird Spidey. And so Tom Holland has been the best Peter Parker Spidey combo on screen. Yeah. But that story in Homecoming Mm -hmm. was fucking Miles Morales. And I was irate that they took it away from him and gave it to Peter Parker for all the reasons that Spider Man Into the Spider Verse was amazing. Mm -hmm. Because it's such a great story, because you're seeing the code switching. Yeah. Oh my god, I was just it was everything. It was diverse, not just like within his family, but like just a diverse cast in general. It was um, fucking New York. Like you yeah. see it and you're just like, yeah, that makes sense. It's not an exact replica of New York, mm-hmm. but it felt New York. I mean, I was also pretty stoked that Nick Cage was Oh my god. It was amazing. <laughs> Uh, All of the voice acting was so fucking good. I love, I, I you know, and I'm not knocking some Peter Parker because I loved mm-hmm. both Peter Parkers that we mm-hmm. were uh, 
privy to Chris mm-hmm. Pine as the first Peter Parker, the mm-hmm. blonde one, um, who is the one he that gets killed by Kingpin. Mm-hmm. Two things I love about it. First of all, a Christmas album. Yes. They have to release that. And then two, when he knows he's going to die. And he's talking to Miles and like the urgency in his voice of saying like, you've got to cover your face. You can't trust anybody. He has everyone under his thumb. Like you have to protect your identity. The urgency with which he's telling this is just like, fucking hell, he's right. And he's absolutely right because that's how we got to the Prowler, you know? Yeah. Oh, but yeah, the Christmas album in that moment. Mm-hmm. We're the best Peter Parkiness. And then I love Nick Johnson's voice. I loved him on New Girl and Drunk History. <laughs> so the whole him doing is Peter B. Parker. I loved it with everything in my soul because it was just amazing. Because he's just like over being Spider-Man. Like he's been doing it for so long. He's just like, oh, again with this. <laughs> And and the whole like part where he's teaching Miles and he finally teaches him how to like thwip. Um he's like, Do I want kids? Like everything was just amazing about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was just such a great part. And I'm so happy it did well in theaters too, which shows that we'll get something more like it. Because it was definitely uh, it was anime doesn't get a lot of love in the animated feature. I mean, Mid Eye was was uh, nominated, which I'm glad there was a nod, but this was like the most anime comic book American film yes. that we've gotten. Yes. And real quick, just because it's me mm-hmm. and I'm going to ask you to indulge me, the Stan Lee whole talk, like one, I knew it was going to come. He had to have a cameo because it, it happened before his passing, right? Mm-hmm. But two, one, hearing his voice, super, like, I wasn't ready for it. Yeah. And second, like, what he's talking about, which is so fucking, like, poignant. Like, the suit eventually fits. Like, you're going to grow into this. And that that kind of speaks to anything in your life, right? That, like, you can handle this. You just need to let yourself get to that point. Was just, oh, like, I can't. Okay, I'm getting all teary about it. We have to move on. Okay, the next one's also another one uh, that we're probably going to talk about. Foreign language film. Roma. I love that he went up and did a speech about how all these foreign films have inspired him. Mm -hmm. Like Taxi Driver. (laughs) It was everything in English. (laughs) I was like, that's amazing. (laughs) But like, I, I was rooting for Roma and Shoplifters. Um, and I was happy that Roma won, though, because Roma was amazing. Roma, yeah. Roma was an amazing film. Um, I mean, I'm glad it got nominated for in a bunch of other categories, too, because I feel like a lot of times the Academy is just like, here's your, here's your you know, one category. Yeah. We're not going to put you in any other categories. So. Yes. Good on it. And I think, though, because it had the backing of Netflix, it had a lot more 
oomph than any of the other ones, which is unfortunate. But you but know, it was Netflix stream and also Netflix paid. Yeah, like part of the deal was for them to have it in certain theaters. You know, it only showed in like a few LA theaters. No, it showed down here too, and in New York. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good. yeah. It was it was like select theaters. It's not like it was a wide um, yeah. across everywhere. But I thought that that was an interesting um, <clears throat> distribution deal. I'm sorry, yeah. my brain stopped for a second. Well, Netflix has been trying to push the cusp, and what like everyone was talking about Netflix this year because they mm-hmm. really. Netflix wants to show that they can put out quality Oscar-nominated films, and so they want to attract talent to their team. And so I'm it'll be forward. interesting. Like if this is where we're going to get, mm-hmm. fuck yes. Well, theaters are worried if this is what we're, what's going to be the future of theaters. So that's a whole nother. That that's a whole other thing. Well, we're not going to deep dive into. Yeah, um, adapted screenplay, uh, Black Klansman. Oof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just the concept this entire of category, except for the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which again I did not watch. Oh, original oh, adapted screenplay. Yeah, that's right. Um yeah, the Battle of Buster Scrubs. Can you ever forgive me? Which I heard was amazing. And I saw mm-hmm. the few clips and I now want to watch it. Um, if Beale Street could talk Oof. and a star is born. Yeah, this is a pretty stacked category. It really was. Um, so I would have been happy with probably anything winning. Like, fuck yes for Spike Lee getting his fucking Oscar. I know. I am so happy for him. Yes. Now we go into something where best original screenplay. Uh, Green Book won. And the other nominees were the favorite First Reformed, Roma, and Vice. And Green Book. We have a lot to say about Green Book, but I'm just going to wait until the very end. Yeah, we're going to put a pin on the Green Book commentary in a sec because we've got some other things that I think are cool to like bring up. Yeah. So moving on, we're going to go to Supporting Actress, which is Regina King, If Beale Street Could Talk. Oh, yes. Um. Yeah. Actually, I'm- everyone in this this category was amazing yeah i i concur i have i but i'm pretty happy regina king won yes i really enjoyed her character in that like she was not driven by fear she was just open to experience like her character in the in the movie anyway what were you can saying? we talk briefly about on twitter how instead of regina trending chris evans was trending because i have mixed feelings about this well a lot of twitter was saying yay clap for somebody for doing the bare minimum and yet only person who stood up to make sure she didn't like face plant onto those stairs. Yeah. So I have mixed feelings. I feel like that's just a common sense move for somebody to do. And also, like, I feel like we just should make a big deal out of it. Yeah. And if he was a type of person who, like, never did things that were upright, standing, amazing, Mm -hmm. human things... Mm -hmm. I would be like, yeah, like that dude's a douche. But no, he's actually generally a pretty nice person and probably did it because he's just a nice person. But I feel like it also took away from Regina's moment because everybody was talking about Chris Evans instead. 
But they also were going to talk about the fact that she was tripping over her damn skirt. Yeah. Like, I feel like the moment. And then you're Emma Stone and you fall in on the stairs or. or... Was it Emma Stone or was it Jennifer Lawrence? Uh, I think it was Jennifer Lawrence. It was Jennifer Lawrence. But. Sorry. Best Supporting Actor, Mahershala Ali for The Green Book. The other nominees were Adam Driver for Black Klansman. Sam Elliott, A Star is Born. Richard E. Grant, Can You Ever Forgive Me? And Sam Rockwell for Vice. I will tell you this. I have really problematic issues with the plot and the kind of impetus behind Green Book, which we'll talk about in a second. Mm -hmm. But the performances of the individuals within that crapshoot of a plot were great. Fucking amazing. Yeah, Michelle <laughs> was amazing. I mean, from the clips that I saw, he was amazing. So I, like, he deserved that. Yeah. And he, I wish it wasn't for this film, but I'm happy he got it, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense to me. Best Actress, Olivia Coleman, The Favorite, which was an upset because everybody thought Glenn Close was going to get it for The Wife. Yeah. Um, I was actually rooting for, uh, was it Yalitza? Yalitza. Yeah, I was rooting for her because she, because of the colorism debate going on in mm -hmm. Mexico. And I know there was an article, I think, in the LA Times how... Um, uh, local Mexican population, Mexican-American population was really rooting for her. Yeah. So, and the fact that she's not even an actress full-time, she's a school teacher. And I, she apparently doesn't even like, didn't like people taking pictures of her. Yeah. Like, like all our I'm, friends are like, what the hell are you doing in a movie? You don't let us take a picture for you on Instagram. Yeah. For the fact that this isn't her day job and she did an amazing performance and was an oscar nominated bravo fuck yes um but but olivia coleman was sublime <laughs> as, as the queen she just like zero fucks given i also wanted glenn close to win only because the concept of the wife i feel is mm -hmm. very universal and she had a hard time selling it yeah. And I feel like it's very important to make more movies like that. So I did want her to win only because I feel like that subject is really important and we need more voices. Um, but I'm not mad. <laughs> that makes sense. It does. I'm Plus not mad. Adorable speech. Mm -hmm. I agree. Best actor, Rami mm. Malek, Bohemian Rhapsody. Other um, nominees, Christian Bale for Vice, Bradley Cooper, A Star is Born, um, Willem Dafoe at Eternity's Gate, Vigo Mortensen for Green Book. Um, I mean, I have mixed feelings about this. On the one hand, you have um, someone who's not white winning. On the other hand, Bohemian Rhapsody is kind of problematic. Super problematic. I want to bring up one other point real quick, if you'll mm -hmm. indulge me. Mm -hmm. So original director for Bohemian Rhapsody was Brian Singer. Yeah. And he still gets all kinds of boatloads of money off of this movie, even though he got kicked off. Mm -hmm. In the midst of like a pedophilia scandal 
Yep. So, again, don't go for anything other than a Queen concert, which they gave us at the beginning of the Oscars, which I was actually pretty happy about. Yeah. So, um, I've got some mixed feelings. Honestly, I haven't seen it at Eternity's Gate, but Willem Dafoe always does an amazing job. So... I mean, I saw Stars Born mm-hmm. heart-wrenching. Mm-hmm. Um, as someone who who has had loved ones who deal with addiction, um, shit that hit home. Mm-hmm. Christian Bale, like, I don't want to applaud his performance because I don't want Dick Cheney to seem like a a likable, flawed human. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. And it's because like Christian... a thin line between, like, looking at what the man actually did and his plan and then kind of being like, well, he's all right. Yeah. And also because Christian Bale is Christian Bale. <laughs> he's had some problems in the past. Yeah. So, um, I... But I'm all right with at least they chose someone who was, like, they didn't whitewash Freddie Mercury. Yes. So... And that was rewarded. And, I mean, trying to be Freddie Mercury, mm -hmm. pretty high task. Yeah. I'm just... I just got mixed feelings about this. I know. I do, too. Um... Best director, Roma. For sure. I'm, I was so happy that Roma won. Like, because I think this is the only thing Roma did win, didn't it? Oh, no, they won Best no. Foreign Language Film. Best um, Foreign Language Film and um, Best Director. Yeah, and Best Cinematography. Oh, I totally. Because it was gorgeous. Yeah, no, and Black Panther won. Best production design, but for some reason I skipped that. Anyways, um, but yeah, Roma, I feel like, because the next category is best picture. I feel like they're like, well, we got to throw Roma a bone, so why not give it best director? So we Uh, don't have to do best picture? Yeah, because the other, I mean, is it? I definitely agree with you. Do you but feel I feel like- they were like, oh, we'll give Black Panther these things. Yeah. We'll give Roma these things. Mm-hmm. We'll give Spike Lee his adapted screenplay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we'll give the favorite to best actress. Mm-hmm. And then we can do the green. Oh, my God. Okay. But wait, before we go into the drama, can we talk about the songs? So at oh. least it's it's not super sad and annoying. Yeah, I, I did want to say though, I found it odd that the Green Book was not, not didn't was not nominated for Best Director. The other nominees, Black Klansman, The Favorite, Vice, and Cold War, which I haven't seen Cold War. And I find it odd that Cold War was not nominated for anything else. Really? Maybe one other category? Wasn't it um foreign film? Mm. Yeah, that's what it is. It's oh. the Poland one. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's where that bro. one's from. Good. Anyways, yeah, I found out uh, that Green Book was not nominated for Best Director, but yet it was nominated for Best Picture. Just saying. I know, they do that all the time. Mm, But yes, Best, for some reason, my thing, I skipped some, Best Original Song was Shallow from A Star Is Born. 
which that performance was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, all the stars from Black Panther is on my playlist, and I listen to it at least once a week. Mm-hmm. The Isle Fight, Jeffrey Hudson can emote the hell out of anything. Well, all about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. The place I, where lost things go. I straight up cried when I was watching that in the theater. I will say Jennifer Hudson's performance is a bit pitchy. It was weird at the Oscars. I'm not going to lie with you. That was absolutely right. Yeah, she was real pitchy. And I was like, you're kind of flat there. Mm." It was weird. Mm -hmm. But I've heard, I heard the mastered one and it sounded really good. Mm -hmm. Um, The place where lost things go, tears. And again, I heard the cowboy trades his spurs for wings. Mm -hmm. I didn't really feel it. Hmm. Maybe you need to see it for that song to hit. Does that make but, sense? Yeah, but eh. Yeah. I was all about best original score for Black Panther. Black Panther. Oh, I listened to NPR the other day, and like the composer was talking about how he brought in mm-hmm. um, native, like actually. African American musicians, yeah. Yeah. And he told one of the flute players to like yes. the concept of Killmonger. And the guy was like, okay. And he just went, he just went for it. And, and that became the theme for yeah. the musical for theme for Killmonger. Yeah. Oh, so haunting. Yeah. Oh. And, and the director said he just he gave him goosebumps and chills. So I am pretty happy with that i mean of course mary poppins is a musical um but i can't really say anything to the other three because i haven't seen them yet but yeah i'm stoked for black panther but now now let's go to the the begin all right let's deep dive into green book won Best Picture. Uh, the other nominees were Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice, and Green Book. So did you hear what Spike Lee was talking about when he was doing his, uh, like, um, when they go back into the green room or whatever, the press room, to talk after they get their th- their Oscar? And all the journalists oh. asked him questions. And no. he was, this is like the second time mm-hmm. that he loses to like a driving Miss Daisy, but this time the white guy is driving. Yeah. It's like the same fucking shit. And it's like racism is over because I have one black friend. Mm hmm. And, you know, one of the I I, ha, I posted some scathing criticism that someone else wrote on Facebook, mm-hmm. but he had the the best critique. He's like, on the one hand, you have an amazingly complex black character that we have never seen before, and yet you put the focus on the white guy. Yeah, right. Like. Because that surely is, is, it's, and you hear, Michelle, uh, you hear interviews and they're talking about how amazing this dude is. Like, Dr. Shirley changed jazz. And he was like this super, like, amazing individual and is definitely someone we haven't seen. It's not a situation where, like, you know, mm-hmm. he had to go to the south and do this stuff i think it was kind of like should we have called it the green book Eh, 
I think it downplayed it. I mean, it gives the mm-hmm. reason for why he needs the white driver or whatever. But I don't know. I have lots of mixed feelings about it's a white savior movie. Like you see, the, did you see the the trailer from uh, Seth Meyers? No. <gasps> I'm going to send it to you. You guys need to watch this. It's called White Savior Trailer, and it's kind of spoofing Hidden Figures. Mm-hmm. And Amber, who's one of the writers for Late Show with Seth Meyers, is playing the role. Um, I forget her name right now because I'm so tired. But of the mathematician. Mm-hmm. And Catherine, I want to say his name okay. is Catherine. Um, and then he plays Kevin Costner, and so she's trying to like she's at a podium, she's talking, and he's like just inserts himself into the whole th- scene, puts down the microphone. He's like, her microphone was too high. I fixed that. That was me, you guys. And then like kind of stepped mm-hmm. over and is like so proud of himself. And the entire time is just basically like everything that is wrong. <laughs> with all of these movies, in my opinion, is that it just placates the sense that like racism is something that individual quote-unquote bad people do. Mm-hmm. And it's not some institutionalized systemic thing that regular people also benefit from. Not only that, the other critique I saw was the fact that um, Vigo's character, mm-hmm. he... He, he was technically the white savior, but like, if anyone insulted Mahershala Ali, he let it go unless he unless they insulted him too. Right. Not only that, um, apparently the family of the main character—I'm sorry, not the main character—of um, the original. I can't remember. I don't know the character's name. Um, the black pianist, the jazz. Um, apparently his family came out and said, yeah, his family came out and said none of this was true. But that the problem with that is Mm -hmm. that there's actually interviews Mm -hmm. where he says it is true, but he doesn't want it published until after his death. Mm -hmm. Because it's based on an actual book, which is like a biography. Um, and they did interview him and he corroborated all of the story. And added some other stuff. And his one contingency was, you can't publish this until after I pass. Because he never told his family these things. Because he was a very private man. And you understand that within the context of the years in which this is happening, you know, with his sexuality and everything, that he was just not going to tell his family certain things. So I could understand how they'd be like, nah, for sure, that's not at all what happened. But mm-hmm. uh, from everything that I read and... and, and um saw within interviews, he corroborated the story that was published in the book that this is based off of. I just, there's just a lot of, not only that, it just wasn't the better movie. I think Roman should I think it placates the sense of like, we fixed it, guys. Yeah, it's just... Roma should have won. Now, if the movie, if Green Book was centered around the black character rather than the white guy, I feel like it could have been an amazing movie. But we ended up getting eh. Eh. And and no one I know thinks it should have gotten it. I have seen, like, with the exception of some white dude critics. That's it. But 
I don't know how it won. Like I said, I feel like they just threw Roma a bone with Best Director, but Roma was beautiful, and fuck, I wouldn't have been happy to see Black Panther or Black Klansman won. Basically, everything, anything but Bohemian Rhapsody. (laughs) And Green Book? And Green Book. Those two I just didn't want. Um, With that... I believe we have made it through the entire list. So do you have any final thoughts, Izzy? I mean, I was excited that there were so many different types of stories being presented and showcased, as well as different types of um, creators. Like the fact that the the two uh, producers and and the director of of Bao, she was just like to all those little girls who are hiding behind their sketchbooks and thinking they're weird. Like there is a place for you. Mm-hmm. I was awesome, you know. Yeah. And again, into the Spider Verse, being able to see yourself on screen and it just be a normal thing within the context of that scenery. I mean, no one's like, oh, wow, I think it's kind of cool you're talking in Spanish. You know, like, they're just talking in Spanish and then English and back and forth, and it is in this... Sometimes you see bilingualism depicted on screen, and it's like, no one talks like that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's it's well, like, that- freaking... I'm sorry, I have to go back to weebs who will be like, sure thing, senpai. Like that really bad, and they're like, yeah. no one actually does that. No one does that. And then it's also in like, what's the word? Like you don't think about like what's the word in that language. You just say it in the language that it comes to your head. So if that means you're code switching, you're code switching because you're talking yeah. with other people who are bilingual. So mm-hmm. like the fact that his mom is talking to him in Spanish and he's answering in English, and it's not this thing like, ¿Por qué no estás hablando en español? Like it's not this whole berating. It's just like this is the way we think and love. We're just going to go back and forth into English and Spanish. Mm -hmm. Um, The whole talk of his dad and him. Oh, I can't. Like, it's too much. (laughs) And fucking Gwen. Yeah. Like, that's a character that in reading the comics itself, I I couldn't fully get into. I think it's because the, the visual style of the first couple books was a little bit jarring for me. Um, so I just couldn't get that much into it, but I absolutely fell in love with her character. She was a really, really good character. I loved the, the way her movement was depicted. The fact that, you know, like she's a dancer and a fucking drummer. Yes. I don't know. I just love that movie. And I think it should have won more awards, which again, like animated features just never get the love. I think we're getting closer. I'm not going to lie. I think we're, we're starting to see because you have more of an influx of younger voters into the Academy. I think the next 10 years are going to turn completely turn shit upside down <sighs> because you're going to have so many more people who are now part of the Academy. That's slowly and surely are going to be like, no, this is something that should be represented. This is something that is worthy of being talked about. And fuck you, stupid old white dude who's like, ew, periods. 
<laughs> you know, like yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it for because I think we ran over, we ran over our time actually. So you get extra time. What bonus? Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. Is All right. It- I'm gonna do our outro because you know that's the thing we got to do. So thanks again for listening to our latest Trope Time episode. As uh, we previously mentioned, this is And the Trope Goes To. We would like to, again, give a shout out to Nerd On, the podcast. They're super supportive of us, and we really appreciate that. So if you get a chance to download an episode of theirs, I think that you'd really enjoy them as well. Make sure to subscribe, guys, I mean, and gals and non-conforming folk. Um Definitely do me a favor, go to wherever you find your podcastiness, be it Apple iTunes or we're also on Spotify. I mean, find us, download us, make us happy. If you'd like to leave a quick review, we love a good review. Please share the love, word of mouth it, tell people about us. We are really excited. And on behalf of Nikki and myself, we want to thank you for taking the time to listen to us in the craziness that is the world today. And with that, we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye.